0: Just before we start the show, I wanted to remind you about this year's London Vet Show, which is at the Excel Arena on Thursday the 12th and Friday the 13th of November, and as ever, promises to be a brilliant event. I went to the Vet Show for the first time last year to record these podcasts, and I wondered why the heck I'd missed it before. Our lovely friends at the Vet Show are offering Borborygamy listeners a fantastic 10% off via a special link, which is... Ready? London.vetshow.com forward slash hyphen booking. It's a bit of a mouthful, but it's in the show notes. So just hit the link there and book your tickets today with the code LVS20. Thanks to London Vet Show. Hi there, and welcome to Borborygmi, Noises from the Veterinary Profession, a new podcast that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. This season, we'll be bringing you a range of chats recorded at the London Vet Show, featuring a wide range of friends and colleagues discussing their thoughts on some of the triumphs and tribulations encountered by those in the veterinary industry. Rigme is a collaboration between the London Vet Show, Vet Times, Vets Stego Diversify and Smashing the Ceiling. Thank you so much to everyone involved so far for your help and support. It has been much appreciated. This week's conversation on Rigme features two friends, Jesse Ben and Nat Scroggie, who discussed a little about what it's like to take risks in your career as a vet. They've both been in practice for a few years and are now exploring what avenues they'd like to pursue within the veterinary profession and beyond. So they're both combining locoming with side hustles and other projects of interest. You'll hear Jessie first.
1: When you're a new grad I think you just accept that you don't really know much about what you're doing um, and I found those years really really hard but in some ways easier because I had a structure and I knew where I was going and it's kind of now that I'm a few years out that I'm now struggling with I guess the vet identity more because it's like I'm experienced enough but I don't want to be a specialist um, and does that make me a bad vet compared to and there is a lot of pressure I think for when you are that kind of I don't know three, four, five, six years out should I be better than I am now should I be specializing should I have an interest in this should I be owning a practice and I haven't wanted any of those things so that's been hard but I think I've just worked on a lot of personal development and kind of mindset to work out what I want and be confident about what I want and it makes any sense
2: um I yeah I found because I have always wanted to be that and I have never known uh, I've never wanted to do anything else um and I did Um, I do really enjoy being a vet nap I did have a a point where I wasn't enjoying it and it was absolutely terrifying and it was completely soul-destroying because I just thought oh my god I've worked my entire life to get here and I don't know anything else I can't think of anything else I want to do and I'm not enjoying it and that was really really frightening um and I had a complete sort of identity crisis and I think the interesting thing for me like now what I've realized is that I absolutely love being a vet I just accept that being a vet means so many more things than just being a vet in practice and I love being a vet in practice now but for me I don't I can't do it every single day Um, I can't be the vet that I want to be or the person I want to be doing it every day so for me that doesn't work and for some people that's great Um, but I do love it with that but I think I know it's a bit of a cliche phrase but the vet passport um, I know that I will never regret doing my veterinary degree and I sort of, I've done all these other things that and actually, I think what I've realised is stepping outside a little bit of practice and finding a little bit of a voice and getting involved with some projects, I feel way more part of the veterinary profession now than I did on my own in a consult room Yeah, I 100% agree with that and I think
1: The more you network and the more you speak to people, like I said, with the vet passport and realising that being a vet doesn't mean standing in that consult room with a stethoscope around your neck and all these people doing great things here who I still see very much as being vets, but they're not doing clinical practice. Because I used to think if I stepped out of clinical practice, I'm not a vet anymore. And that, yeah, it takes away what I've worked my entire life towards. But that's just not true. And I think we need to change that mindset um, because I still love being part of the veterinary profession and I don't want to leave the veterinary professional industry. But yeah, there's definitely times I want to leave clinical practice, and I also agree that the less I do clinical practice, the more I love it. Like if I do clinics part time, I'm a great vet on those days because <laughs> I bring, I come with everything ready to go. I can give everything to my clients um, and my colleagues, and I'm nice to be around. When I'm a full time vet, that goes out the window for me, <laughs> <You> <laughs> and I'm not a nice time. vet. Yeah. Um, and I, that was hard for me to get used to because I kind of thought this is pressure. I need to work full time to be a good vet. But actually, you know, if I can be a a brilliant vet two days of the week and then do side projects, surely everyone's winning from that.
0: Okay, so how are you guys... How are you doing your exploring? I'm really interested in... You've both mentioned exploring other opportunities. (laughs) Um, How are you exploring and what are you exploring? Because this is what I find very exciting. (laughs) Um, So
2: I have a... A couple of niches <laughs> and I if you can see how all this comes together then let me know. But so I like I love um, the veterinary side of things. I'm really interested in how animals are portrayed well animals are portrayed in the media but also vets because at the moment I don't think that the general public are that keen on vets and that may that's one of the real pressures I think we face as younger vets that older vets didn't have when they were at our point in their careers. Um and I'm also I really like running and <laughs> I really enjoy the exercise and I also talk a lot about pregnancy loss and infertility. So those are my three areas. Um, but I guess for me, the thing that's tied it all in together is finding that I have a little bit of a voice and I, do, I have a blog and I do some stuff on social media um, and I've managed so far to talk about all of those things. Um, and the nice thing is that if you have a bit of a platform for one, then you can get people talking about other stuff. So a lot of people follow me for running. But then one day I'll talk about pregnancy loss and they'll be like, oh, you know what? I've never thought about that before. And all of our news and stuff is quite, um, we only hear about things that we're interested in. So that, I think actually combining it can be useful. Um, and I'm quite interested. I feel like I've developed a little bit of a voice and I'm interested to see. I'd like to do something good with that and to see where that can take me. So I'm not sure where at the moment. but <laughs> um, Yeah, and
1: my exploration um I guess the biggest thing that's changed a lot of things for me this year is I invested in personal coaching uh, life and career coaching um and I'm now the biggest fan of it and I try and tell everyone that I know to do it um just getting someone from external to your life just to I don't know just to sit down and go through things with you in a way that you've maybe never thought of before or give yourself permission to say things out loud um you know i've got all these big dreams and aspirations of things i might want to do but you know maybe in practice didn't think i was ever good enough or or had a voice to to let myself think i could do those things um and similar to um nat i'm sort of i guess at an earlier stage but wanting to develop more of a voice within the community and, and setting up blogs and facebook pages is my next step um i've always said i wanted to work in the well-being sector in veterinary and i spoke to some coaches for advice and they said well what what can you add? What's your niche? You know, lots of people are doing well-being, but what can you specifically bring to that? Um, and my big thing is shift work and emergency, because that's what I've been doing for two years. Um, and I know it's got very different and very specific struggles compared to other shift patterns. So, um, yeah, my future plan is to try and build well-being initiatives for shift work. Um, I don't know how that's going to look at the moment, but, yeah, just at the moment, it's all about just talking to people um, who are doing similar things, just building connections and going from there. And you'd be amazed how many doors open the more people you speak to.
2: I think that's a big thing. Like In the last year, I've taken more risks and I've moved away a little bit more from clinical practice, but through doing that, I feel more part of the profession. I've met so many amazing people that are also taking a step and taking a bit of a risk, and that's kind of how like Jesse and I met. And actually, I feel like, I went out into practice and I thought oh I'm part of this profession now and actually I felt quite lonely and now I feel like I've found my tribe of people and I think if anyone is wanting to do this kind of thing or take some risk everyone that's doing this kind of stuff is generally pretty nice and they're really happy to help and um, send someone a message on LinkedIn get in touch and just talk and make connections because there's only so many of us doing and it can be quite lonely as well and so I think finding your tribe and finding people to support you particularly if you're self employed is really really important actually the veteran profession is um, a really wonderful place for that and there's some really cool people and um, so we're doing coaching with the, a group coaching thing with the VDS and that's kind of how and we actually met before that didn't we we've sort of got so we're accountability partners for our uh, coaching so we're both behind on what we're meant to be doing and we're like well have you done this oh no I haven't done that (laughs) and I'm both like probably really terrible replying as well because we're really busy but um but supporting each other in that and I think it doesn't have to be a lonely thing um find find other people get in touch um and help each other and I think it's all about Find people that can help you do it, not trying to push other people out of the way so that you can get there first.
1: Yeah, and I've
2: certainly been so
1: overwhelmed by how incredibly nice and supportive everyone is in the veterinary industry, but particularly the people who are trying to do something a bit different and who are taking risks. And um, I think it's funny how people's lives keep crossing because a lot of people, um, like me and Nat, I think our lives have crossed in various different ways in the last couple of years because we've been looking into similar things, well-being, coaching, um, fitness, every, uh, blogging, um, you Know just there's a group of people out there who are really passionate, and I think it's interesting that everyone's lives do cross in different ways. And then you come to an event like this, and you get to finally put faces to names and <laughs> got loads of friends on the internet. And yeah. now we could get to get and to an get to meet them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this um,
0: another first meeting in the podcast booth? Uh, no, we have uh, met before.
2: <laughs> no, we met at the World Vet Weekend, which is uh, yeah. sort of where that's where I kind of launched all of this. So I met the first. That was my first idea that this existed and that there were people that were willing to help me and support me in this and that kind of changed my life, really. That sort of launched everything
0: that I'm doing now, I would say. Thanks for listening. I'm Naomi Mella, vet and host of Smashing the Ceiling. You may have heard a little bit of me in these episodes or the fabulous Sophie Walsh, also a vet and full-time science documentary maker, who co-hosted these sessions with me. We'd love you to rate and review the podcast or tell a friend if you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week with another episode.